Are you ready? Go. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. And get down to the business of sport right here on the world famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to Football 2 Plus 3. It is the final weekend of the season. All the matches from the Premier League conclude this Sunday. And it's all about two places up for grabs with three teams essentially battling it out. And Mo, before we start talking about those places, I must say, Harry Kane, wow. Absolutely outstanding. Four goals last night, 23 league goals and he's missed three months of the season through injury. It is right that Pochettino calls him one of the best strikers in the world currently. The guy is worth every pound Spurs command for him one day, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, Eric Kane, he scores when he wants to, eh? and he's a, he's a Spurs boy. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, he's really done down Lukaku, taken over the uh, top uh, goal scorer, and he's, he's a shoe-in for the golden boot, eh? Yeah, what, what's he on 23, eh? I think, league goals? It's 24. Was it 24 league goals? Could be 24. Still, considering he's out for so long, yeah, I'd be quite happy to see him, uh, as you say, get the golden boot, a shoe in. I saw what you did there, Mo. Very clever. That's why you, we made. But this folk, let's focus on what really matters this weekend. It's those two Champions League spots that are up for grabs. You've got three teams battling it out and potentially a chance where you could have one of those teams or two of those teams, I should say, level on points, level on goal difference and forced into a playoff according to the Premier League rules. That could be a very interesting scenario should two of those teams be deadlocked on the same amount of points for that Champions League spot. Yeah, I don't think it's ever happened or maybe it has, but I don't think in the Premier from English teams... To have a playoff to get into the Champions League, and then on top of that, you still got to play. Uh, if you finish fourth, you got to play a playoff against an unseeded team or something. But uh, yeah, at least there's something to look forward to because I mean the the winners are done and dusted, the second place sorted, uh, relegation is sorted. So it's something for the fans just to enjoy. Eh? Also, the big question mark over Arsene Wenger's future. Um, before we dissect those fix, fixtures, let's hear from Arsene Wenger chatting to the BBC. Uh, in his press conference before the match this weekend against Everton. Um, he was asked if this was his last ever game at the Emirates. Let's take a listen. Look, uh, I think what is the most important for us is to win the football game that you play on Sunday. After that, uh, what happens to me uh, uh, is less important. I think I'm here to serve the club and the best way to do it is to win the next game. So as you can hear, Mo, not giving away anything. We're used to Arsene Wenger not giving anything away. Uh, he says his future will be revealed after the cup final. But for Arsenal, more importantly, they need to make sure they get three points against Everton. Yeah, he hardly ever gives away anything in his interviews. He keeps his cards very close. Um, but they don't want to end off on, on a good note. But Everton are going to be a tough team to beat. Uh, I, can't, I can't see Arsenal really throwing it away. So I think Arsenal will win, but I, I, I see that Liverpool and City will win as well. So Arsenal can look forward to, you know, just finishing off in, in outside the Champions League spaces. 
Yeah, I think Arsenal probably have the toughest of of the the matches. Um, you think City are away to Watford, uh, so you'd expect City to get uh, three points there. And Liverpool they host Sunderland, if I'm not mistaken. Um, no, it's Middlesbrough. It's Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. Uh, Middlesbrough really relegated, um, but Liverpool have struggled against the little teams. Uh, interestingly enough, I've just seen now on the wires that Ronald Koeman in his press conferences. Um, said that he's very concerned over Ross Barkley's future and he's not confident that he'll stay at Goodison Park. So it'll be interesting to see where Ross Barkley goes. Uh, I know they're talking about £50 million, but we are getting to the, the silly season. Um, your, your thoughts on, on Ross Barkley, is he is he worth that amount of money? I mean, I know that he's English and that he's a talented young player, at, I think 22 or 23 years old. But £50 million for for Barkley? I mean, is that... I, can't, I mean, I can't see him being that highly priced I mean 50 million he's, he's talented but obviously I mean he's not that great of a player yeah, he pops up with a goal here and there but you know I think he's overhyped he, he, he hasn't really achieved much uh, well I mean he's at Everton so <laughs> I don't see and, and the problem is with the high price tag is he's going to collapse under it you yeah. know he moved to a big club and he'll probably be a flop then yeah the weight of the I mean, you should stick it out to Everton or even move to a club, but not such a high price thing. I mean, they should be relative so he can at least develop, you know, and uh, you know, he can staff as, as a player and reach uh, what, what many say is his true potential. Yeah, look, I think the interesting thing for Ross Barkley is that his agent has obviously got, you know, in his ear, and he's saying, we can get a big fee for you, we can get better wages, you know, move on from Goodison Park. But for Everton and the same goes for Romelu Lukaku they could be without two of their stars come the end of the season if you think about it Lukaku could well go to United or, or to Chelsea or wherever um, and Barkley could be on his way to Man City or, or wherever um, that's probably the likelihood or, or Spurs but they could be in trouble next season nah Everton are a type of club they'll always find someone new eh? you they think just, so like Southampton they always produce and they buy shrewdly They'll get a big fee, and then they'll find somebody that, that will, you know, that might not be Ross Barkley or Lukaku quality, but they'll be up there. And uh, I think if they keep Kuman, and if he doesn't take the Barcelona job, then you know they, they'll he'll, he'll unearth someone. Surely that must be tempting, though. I mean, it's all due respect to Goodison Park and Everton, but trading Liverpool for Barcelona, mm. it's, it's the club he played for. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to be there. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we're talking about managerial movements. I mean, Watford now have sacked their manager, uh, Materazzi. We've got Alan Pardew in line there. But interestingly enough, we could have um, Marcus Silva uh, from Hull, who were relegated, also in line for that job. Uh, Claudio Ranieri has been linked. He's also been linked, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the owner is Italian and he favours that. But I mean, Watford have gone through like nine managers in the last five years. Yeah. This is no stability. Uh, you know, so it might not appeal to the bigger managers who want a stable job. Marco Silva would be a good fit for them because you know he's, he, he'll be able to show what he's really capable of over a full season rather than just a small uh, portion fighting relegation. I think it'd be good. I mean, I'm a Watford fan as well, so I think it would be good for the club. Yeah, because they've really underachieved this season. They haven't done well. I mean, to finish that low for them, a 16th place is not good enough. They should be doing better. I think I think I'd favour to have Silva 
Yeah, I think he's a quality manager. And uh, look, I just don't think he had the manpower hull. And then the Snodgrass sale obviously didn't um, help him much. No, so we'll see. But um, talking about uh, Watford and and uh, the way they've gone about things, there's a lot of clubs next season that are going to have to pull up their socks because the competition is getting tougher and tougher. And then you're getting teams coming through from the from the championship, like we've seen Burnley. Uh, Bournemouth um, down the line who are staking a claim Swansea you know they, they're not just yo-yo clubs they're getting stuck in and it's teams like your Sunderlands and your Middlesbrough I know Middlesbrough have just come up but are, that are going down so yeah Watford are going to have to find some stability or they could be one of those clubs that you're going ooh early money maybe on a little relegation who knows battle at least so yeah, we'll see um, absolutely I mean even the same goes for Swansea Palace <laughs> Stoke, they need to really up their game. And I mean, the amount of money in the Premier League, these clubs should be signing good quality players yeah. to be able to stay up. Yeah, well, speaking of Palace, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the FA talking about the proposed ban on on footballers who dive um, and some of the new rules that they're introducing. Big Sam Allardyce, chatting to the BBC, thinks it's utter rubbish uh, that players could be banned for diving and he thinks that there's another way to do this let's hear from big sam who's the fireman who's never been relegated well it's utter rubbish because what about the lad that gets booked that didn't dive what are they going to do with that one what they're going to do with it no they're going to say oh that's unlucky well the next time we'll try and get that right like you mean so the lad that dived that gets punished, but then the lad that gets punished when he didn't dive, the referee punishes you. They're going to have to reverse that somehow. So bring technology in and we can look at it on the day and then bring a sim bin in so we can put him in the sim bin for 10 minutes and then put him back on and stop paying all these people money to do rubbish situations in the game. That's sort of rubbish. All right, Mo. So Big Sam says bring in technology. What happens if it is the other guy who's booked uh, and who wasn't actually diving? I mean, the Sinbin. We're talking about all these sort of new things in football, but you know, I don't. I don't know. Personally, I'm a bit of a purist. I don't want them to tinker too much with football as it is. I don't want stoppages for Sinbins and yellow and warning cards and all sorts of things. I like the way it is currently. I'm happy with goal line tech. But I don't want to see all this other nonsense come in. Personally, stop messing with football. Just let it be football. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on that one. You know, the goal line is good because that that's obviously justifiable. You know, this diving and sin bins and all that, it's just going to complicate matters. And that's the fun about the, the purity of uh, football. You know, it's not a perfect game. The ref makes mistakes. The linesman makes the wrong call. Players dive to earn a penalty. It makes it fun. I mean... That's, it gives you something to talk about on a Monday when your team was overrobbed by a bad decision. You know, you can't perfect it. It's not, it's not like anything else. You can't just make it perfect. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, look, there is a little bit too much going to ground um, currently in the Premier League. I think players, you know, you just feel like a breath on, the, on your neck and you're down. You know, I, I don't agree necessarily that I, I would like to see more tougher football, but... Yeah. It's one of those things. Um, the other day, well, the other day I was watching United and uh, you know, I bumped the, the TV cabinet and Rashford fell over. So, <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah, look, it, I, I do agree with you also that it's becoming ridiculous. I mean, just the slightest. But you have to understand, the play, we, we don't see the actual pace that these guys are moving at. If you were to run at that speed and someone just tapped you, you'd fall over. Yeah, that's true. It's, 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 it's natural. That's very true. All right, speaking about Rashford... 
I've been a little bit disappointed because I had him in my fantasy team and I was expecting him to be knocking in goals left, right and centre and competing for the golden boot with, with Harry Kane, which I believe I've messed up. It's not 23 or 24, it's more than that, isn't it? Yes, it's actually 26. He's now two clear of Lukaku. Wow. Uh, I, I can't see Lukaku getting it against two goals against Arsenal. No. Let's talk about uh, your team, the Red Devils, because they've got a big date next Wednesday in the Europa League final against a very talented Ajax team. Um, this weekend, I think Mourinho would want to forget. He's like, he's done and dusted now. Can we just get, get over this, get through? Um, I mean, is there even a case for what he's been saying, potentially moving the games to Saturday instead of Sunday, so he's got more time to play and prepare for, for Wednesday? I absolutely agree. And even uh, Sam Allardyce backed it, that they should have given them, because, I mean, there's no point in United have to play on, on Sunday. They, they, they can't impact the table. Crystal Palace can't impact. They save. So why not? I mean, give them the benefit. I mean, to play on a Sunday and then travel to Sweden and then play on a Wednesday in the final, they should actually help the English teams. I mean, maybe that's why the English teams aren't doing as well in the European competitions. It could well be. It could well be. All right, let's talk fantasy quickly. Um, I know our league is wrapped up and uh, well played. Um, to sure-footed Werner, who's uh, taken the league by five points. Gave you a, a bit of a, a battle in the end. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm happy with second place, Champions League next season. You bottled it. I did bottle it. I did a Spurs. Uh, well, look, it's going to be an interesting one on the fantasy this week. Uh, the final games, a couple of teams are going to play, you know, younger players. But I would look at maybe, you know, definitely some Spurs players because they still look like they're up for it after last night's dem- demolition of Leicester, 6-1. Yeah. Outgoing champion. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, so I, I throw in a couple of Spurs players. Okay. I, I'd maybe, you know, stay away from Liverpool guys because that game's going to be high pressure for them. Yeah, I wouldn't go Liverpool guys. Arsenal, it depends on which Everton turns up. The good one or the crap. Well, do you stick with Sanchez though? I think that's the biggest question. I, w- I would stick with him, but maybe not make him captain. Yeah. Or even maybe Jesus uh, uh, from City. I mean, he well, looks like a bright spark. He's been outstanding, hasn't he? The little bit of football he's played, he's made a huge impact. So. And if you've still got your triple captain, it would be wise to maybe triple captain Eric King. Or wild card. I doubt you have a wild card left, but if you do... <laughs> All right, Mo, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you very much for your time. Remember to catch us on iTunes, The Ginger's Perspective, on cliffcentral.com and on csduplicy.co.za and follow us on Twitter at Football2 Plus 3. Mo, your parting words? As always, be champions. There you have it. That's Football2 Plus 3. Enjoy the final weekend of the Premier League as the season comes down to two places, three teams. Who will it be? We'll have to wait and see. We'll chat again soon. Take care.